Amen. Amen. Uh, you can go ahead and be seated. You can maybe be seated. You may be seated. Um, all right, I'm throwing y'all a curveball back there. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Come on. We got this. Um, all right, so um, Luke 14, 26. Um, Luke, actually, Luke 14, 26 and 27. And then John 13, 34 and 35. So Luke 14, 26, 27. Uh, John 13, 34, and 35. You got a couple minutes because I'll do a little introduction. Can y'all make that happen? Say yes. Okay, good. All right. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so uh, this is a little bit uh, a different Sunday. I'm going to pull out something y'all have seen before, um, and I'll explain it. But I got I to gotta give y'all something else before we get to that. So... Um, You've seen this before, say yes. yes. Okay, good. All right. Uh, we'll talk about it a little, little more. Can you, can you see over there? Are you good, my friend? All right, good. All right, Savannah, you good? Can you see the angle? Okay, all right, good. Everybody else can see that? Say yes. yes. Okay, here we go. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for just a wonderful opportunity to come into your presence, to come into your place. Call this place my home. And so, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that we would leave out of here Focus more on you. Focus more on who you are and what you've done. And Lord, understanding we have a responsibility in that, but Lord, ultimately, Lord God, that there's a reason why we do what we do. So Lord God, you know what needs to happen today. For all these things, your wonderful name. Amen. All right, so um, you've seen this before, and, and, and I want, uh, what we're going to do is about every quarter or so, we're going to kind of go over some stuff and explain some things and all kind of stuff, give you an update where we are. Um, I did get some feedback. Here's what's really cool. Some of y'all loved this last time. Some of y'all hated it, okay? Here's the deal what I figured out. I can't make everybody happy, all right? So uh, if you don't like this Sunday, that's okay. Um, you, we only, you're only going to hear it two more times <laughs> this whole entire year, all right? Um, but th- here's why this is important. Um, because um, we all have a tendency to drift, say amen. We all have a tendency to drift, okay, in our own personal lives, and even as a church, we have a tendency to drift to where, okay, we know what we're called to do, we know what we're supposed to do, we know what the Bible talks about from the standpoint of my responsibility as a Christian, but also my responsibility as a Christian inside the church, and but we, if we don't kind of put it in front of us, we have a tendency to drift. And, and, and it, sometimes it's a, it can be, we can drift kind of from the standpoint of we drift to other things that are still important but maybe not as focused as we need to be. But sometimes we have a tendency to drift from the standpoint that we just stop doing the things that God has called us to do. So we have a tendency to drift. So when we come back into this and talk about this, it's important that we kind of get refocused, recentered, um, simplify things and make sure, and really from the standpoint too, is this is a good report card for us. Because sometimes we say, this is what our church is about. And then when you get into the nitty gritty of what's happening, you say, is this just a, some words on a board? Or is this who we are as a church? And if it's who we are as a church, we should see results. Say amen. We should see results. Okay, So this is kind of a, a report card for us as well. But let's start at the very top, at the very beginning. Loving God, loving another, serving both. That's kind of our tagline. That's kind of our process. That's kind of our purpose here. Loving God, loving others, serving both. But what goes before that is making disciples, 
that are loving God, loving others, serving both, okay? So there's the discipleship part of it that I need to, I need, uh, there, there's, there's a, hey, I'm a Christian, and, and even we use that terminology that, you know, I'm a Christian, that, that just because you were saved, yes, you're saved, and you may be going to heaven, but that, that doesn't mean where our actions are always Christ-like, so it's really hard sometimes to say, I'm a Christian. You know, you may be saved and going to heaven, but I don't know if we can really, like, classify you as a Christian, but yes, we want you to be a good Christian, but the better term that Jesus used was that he wanted us to be a disciple. Say disciple. He wanted us to be a disciple, okay? What is a disciple? A disciple is, 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 is a, a, a learner, a follower, okay? That, that, we were, that, that God is trying to do something in us and pour into us Hopefully, so from the standpoint of he's, as he's pouring into us and helping us to, to be more like him, then in turn we're discipling other people and that, that they can, we can pour into them that ultimately they would be poured into God as well. So here's your couple verses. Um, so if you've got your Bibles, hopefully you have your Bibles. If you brought your Bible, say, I did. Okay. All right. So what was that first verse I told you? Was it Luke? Luke 14, 27, 26. I think you should challenge them. I think next time leave that graphic up there, and if they can't read it, that's, that's their bad. All right, so Luke 14, Luke 14. Now, y'all, yeah, I'm going to say, I said the other, the other Sunday, I said, sorry, not sorry. I don't know if I'm going to start using that more often. I don't know, um, but I've been with a bunch of teenagers, so I'm going to have a little bit of fun, but on the other side of them, like, if I have fun every single week, that's okay, too. Woohoo! All right, so... Uh, Luke uh, 14, 26, hopefully you're like flipping through your Bible, looking for it, Matthew, Mark, Luke, got it, okay, 14, Luke 14, 26, so if you're there, say I'm there, okay, good, all right, it says, if any man, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren Sisters, so just so we're following here, like if you come, if any man come to me and, and doesn't hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yea, and even his own life, he cannot be what? My disciple, okay? Now, some of you are like, I don't know if I want to follow this Jesus guy anymore, because he seems really mean, all right? Now, then. In no way, shape, or form, because you have to compare Scripture to Scripture, in no way, shape, or form does Jesus desire for you to hate your mom and dad, or your wife, or your children, or your brothers, or your sisters. But here's the thing. What we have to understand, all those relationships are great. If you love your mama, say amen. amen. Okay? I love my mama too. I love my dad. I love my wife. I sometimes love my children. Okay? Um, <laughs> I don't have a brother, I do have a sister. I love them, okay? <laughs> but I love them. But here's what Jesus is saying. Look, when it comes to your love, when it comes to your love, there is one up here that is way up here, and that's God, okay? And then compared to your love for God, here's some people say, well, it's, it's, it's God, then it's my spouse, then it's my children. Here's the problem. It's God, then it's your spouse, and then your children. Okay, do you see where I'm going here? Okay. So what happens is that sometimes what we're saying is when, when you're fully loving God with your whole entire heart, 
everything you are, you love God completely, it looks like hate because you're so consumed by God. Does that make sense? Okay? That's what it means, and this is a really good, a good illustration and picture of what it means to love God. Because let's be honest, in our actions sometimes, in our actions sometimes, it looks like all these other people come before God. Okay? That's first thing first, loving God. Now go to my, go to my um, what's, don't, don't go to the next verse, I'm not going there yet. What's my next one, John 13? Was it John 13? Let's go to John 13. That's when you actually flip in your Bible, okay? You actually move the pages from one place to another, okay? John 13, John 13, the third, the, 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 I just gave you, no, the, I gave you, yeah, the first one. Yeah, they're together? Oh, you didn't, you didn't get all that? Okay, hold on a second. I don't know by memory, I'm sorry, I should. How about John 13, 34 and 35? John 13, 34 and 35. John 13, we find John 13, and you move over to verse 34. All right, so you flip, 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 okay? John 13, 34, if you're there, say I'm there. Oh, we're still working, it's okay. I'll give you some time. Just keep flipping, just keep flipping. John 13, 34, if you see it in your Bible or you're looking up on the screen, if you're there, say I'm there. All right, here we go. All right, a new, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye what? Love one another as I have loved you. That's a big, that's a pretty big statement right there, okay? It's not about you just loving somebody, it's you loving somebody like Christ loved you, okay? That ye also love one another, verse 35, by this. By what? By our love for one another, the love that we share with one another like Jesus shared with us. By this shall all men know that ye are my what? Disciples, if you have love one to another. So, so we've seen that word disciple twice now. Okay? Okay? If you want to be a disciple, you've got to love God. If you're going to be a disciple, you've got to love others like he loved us. Okay? Now, this is fun. Flip back to where you were in Luke what were we in? What were we in? Luke 14. I knew that. I was just seeing if y'all were paying attention. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, now he's lying. Okay. All right, so go back to Luke 14. I should have, you know what would have been really cool? If I'd have thought about, put your finger right there, you know, and, and hold the spot. You know what I mean? I didn't do that, though. I was mean. Let me just help you all that. You know when I got these verses, like, right down at the front, okay? Some of y'all thought I was playing on my phone. No, I was just getting ready for the message. Here we go. Luke 14. Luke 14, Luke 14, 27, if you're there, say I'm there, all right, and, okay, so we talked about, about hating mother, father, sister, brother, children, all that kind of stuff, or you can't be my disciple, now, and, whosoever doth not bear his what, cross, and come after me cannot be my, okay, so the cross, the cross, our cross that we bear, okay, some of y'all think that's your mother-in-law. Some of y'all think that's your arthritis or your bad back, okay? All right? Don't, don't actually, you don't need to actually tap your mother-in-law when, you, when she, uh, Brad's like, that was you. Remember, just listen up, okay? Like, he, he's going to preach one thing, but I'll tell you later what it really, okay? All right, so, okay? But why did Jesus come to earth? For what? 
oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's, it, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay? And whosoever does not bear his what? Okay, so why did Jesus come to this earth for the what? The cross. Okay? He was born to die. That's why he came. Okay? That was his purpose. That was his reason. Okay? If we want to say it this way, that was his service to you. That he died on the cross for your sins so that one day if you put your faith and trust in what he did on the cross, the fact that he rose up three days later in victory over that sin, if you put your faith and trust in him, you go to heaven one day. That was his purpose. That was his reason for being here. That was his service to you. So here's the deal. And for serving both, we got to find out what's your cross? What's your cross? Now some of you are like, I don't know if I want a cross. (laughs) That sounds hard. That sounds difficult. That sounds like suffering. Yes! It does sound like that, doesn't it? Ooh, I'm getting somewhere. Okay, I gotta get my phone now. All right, so let's go over some of this stuff. Let's go over some of this stuff. Like, ignore this. Like, act like this part doesn't even, like, it's not even filled in. Sorry, Jennifer, I should have told you. Okay, so (laughs) act like that's not even there, okay? So, loving God, loving others, serving both. Now, what we're doing is we want to define that here. Because we can do a good job of putting some words on a paper and on a billboard and all that kind of stuff, and they're just words. And so, we say, okay, here's all these words, but what do we do, and how do we do that? So, say, what? Come on. <laughs> I've been with teenagers that, like to, that we got to participate, okay? So, it's just in me, all right? So, everybody, we're going to start with the... Yes, maybe, maybe I need to say it with like a real, everybody say, what? That's amazing. I, I say it all goofy and you're like, I'll say that now. Okay, so, what? I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting too many dukeisms coming out of me right now, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Okay, what and how? What and how? So we're going to focus on that, the what and the how, okay? So the what? First and foremost, when it comes to, to us from the standpoint of the church and what that means to love God and love God serve us, it all starts with grace. Amen. It all starts with grace. Now, what is grace? You may say, what is grace? Here's what grace is. You didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve for Jesus to come and die on the cross for your sins, but he did it anyways. Grace, to me, the greatest definition of grace is unmerited favor. Unmerited meaning you didn't do anything, okay? You did nothing. If anything, you probably made it more difficult, okay? All right? Because you were a wretched, nasty sinner, all right? But here's what Jesus said. I know they're sinners. I know they're nasty. I know they're dishonoring to me. I know some of them aren't even going to accept me for what I do and appreciate what I do. But you know what? I'm still going to show them grace. I'm not, and and here's the thing about grace too. It's not because of what you did. Jesus said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show grace. Not based on what they can do, but based on what Jesus can do. Say amen. Man, I'm having so much fun. All right, grace. So it starts with grace. It starts with grace. Now, the, and that, for every single person, that's where it starts. You cannot do anything else on here effectively, okay? You can go through the motions, but until you get grace, you've got jack squat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got to have grace. It starts with grace. It starts with grace. 
You've got to find grace. Grace, grace, grace. The unmerited favor. The fact that Jesus loved you so much that he sent his his son to die on the cross for your sins so you can have eternal life. John 3, 16, hello, okay? I know I just totally paraphrased it, all right? Grace. But once you find grace, there is a responsibility. Say, I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. Now, what does that look like? We, 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 we define this two ways, okay? No, t- hold on a second. Grace. Grace. I got some numbers to show you about grace. Okay. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to compare a little bit, okay? First quarter, we had 15 salvations. Say amen. 15 salvations. Year to date, we've had 20. That's pretty good, but it tailed off a little bit, didn't it, okay? So first three months, 15 salvations, okay? Then we had five after that, okay? So that's, this is now, that's, this, is, this, is, this is the end of June. So anything happened in July, whatever like that, we don't count that yet, okay? So there's 20 salvations, and I'm not, now, one, one, one life going from death to life is a good day, right? Amen, okay? All right? All right, so me, 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 okay? Me, what's my me responsibility? Baptism. When you find grace, when you get saved, according to the Bible, your next step is baptism, okay? I, I, what was really cool this week, it's going to come out of me, I can't help it. What was really cool this week is at, at Fuge, you, you, you get split up from your group, okay? It was uh, me and Timmy and Weston and like 17 other... Yeah, sorry about, sorry about that. Sorry about that. It was Hunter. Don't tell him I said that. He's not here today. It's okay. All right, so, um, so it was Timmy and Hunter. Um, Timmy and Hunter and me, and we were like 15, 16 other teenagers from other churches, like two from this church, two from that church, two from this church, all this kind of stuff. And here's what I did. You know what I did? I asked every single one of them what their story was, every single stinking one of them. And two of them didn't want to tell me, so I was like, okay. But they told me, and you know what one guy said? One guy said, you know what, I, 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 I got baptized, but I got saved at this time, but I really don't feel like, I'm like, dude, you got to get baptized. Like, that's the next step. you got to get baptized. And here's why I told him that. I said, look, dude, it's not from the, there's no magic water or anything like that. Here's the deal. You got saved. God says your next step is baptism, and you do it because God said so. Say amen. amen. That's why you need to do it. And I told him my story about waiting like 10 years to get baptized again and all that kind of stuff. So if you haven't been baptized, connect card, sign up for baptism. Woo. All right, so baptism, baptism. Now, this is really cool. I thought this number was really cool. i got to stop putting this in my pocket, okay? But here's what we had. First quarter, first quarter, we had nine baptisms. Pretty awesome. But year to date, we've had 30 people get baptized. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. Okay? And what's cool about that, okay, we've had 20 salvations, but we had 30 baptisms. That means there's some people that were just, for whatever reason, wouldn't do it, and now they're doing it. And now they're taking the next step. Huge, okay? All right, now we, we, what does that look like, okay? We're part of the kingdom of God is grace, but the we is membership, membership, okay? So not only being part of the church, but being part of the local church. First quarter, we had, we had 22, and now year to date, we've had 34 new members that's really awesome right okay really cool really cool all right okay let's so it starts with grace there we go grace 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 everybody understand that say yes okay now here's the reason why this why this is not in the main circle because it starts it's at the top it's the most important thing starts with grace all right now when we find grace we gather we gather we gather okay we gather now uh gathering meaning from the standpoint of we cut this is where the church part comes in okay 
This is where the church part comes in. Like, we gather as fellow believers in a corporate body setting, okay? And I can give you Bible for all this kind of stuff. You know, Hebrews, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more, which means, like, we should be gathering together more often the closer it gets, you know, so much more as we see the day approaching, that day of the coming of Christ and all that kind of stuff. So we want to encourage one another, exhort one another, that really, that as the church attendance is going down, in reality, what according to Scripture, our church attendance should go up because we need it more now than we've ever had before. If life is difficult, say amen. Life is difficult. If your life is probably more difficult today than it probably was 20 years ago, say amen. Okay, it's true. Life is getting harder. Now, if life is getting harder, that means we need each other more, not less. Okay, so, um, me, 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 faithful attendance, faithful attendance, okay, what does faithful attendance look like, faithful attendance, I, I actually had a conversation the other day, and, um, and, and we, were, we were having a conversation about, uh, it was actually at the Coleman campus, and talking about expectation for leaders and all that kind of stuff, and we tried, we said, well, they need to be faithful attendance in church. And, and here's how we define faithful attendance in church. Three times a month. Three times a month is faithful attendance in church. Now, let me, let me just tell you this. I would love it to be like four times a month, like every single Sunday. Okay? Now, I understand people go on vacation, sick, whatever like that. But if the only time you show up is every so often, that's not faithful. Faithful attendance at church. Okay? Faithful attendance at church. Three, so, and, and I know we live in, I, I, we, statistics show this. Statistics show this. Some of y'all are once a month people. On average, you're once a month people. I will see you 12 times this year. Okay? Some of y'all are twice a month people. Or, yeah, twice a month people. Some of y'all are three times. And very few of us are every single Sunday. Now, sometimes I, I, I go out of town or I'm, on, I'm sick or on vacation. Thank the Lord that doesn't have a lot, but it is what it is. But faithful attendance. Here's what's kind of interesting, and I, and I thought this number would be different, but our, our, first quarter, our first quarter average of Sunday attendance was 296. You know this number. Year to date, our average attendance is 296. <laughs> exactly the same. Now, here's where, I, where some of you are like, Buchanan, we're doing really well. Here's the problem. Guess what that number includes? Easter. Includes <laughs> Easter. When we had like 500 of y'all here, okay? All right? So... 296. Now, I'm not mad about that. Now, our numbers have been down. I'll just tell you, two Sundays ago, we had 177 people here. Total. It was weird, okay? Uh, the next week, we had 286. Now, my thought what process was, so 110 people were either sick or on vacation? 110 people in our church? Okay? And maybe that was the case, I don't know, but faithful attendance. And here's the deal. Y'all are like, well, you're the pastor. You're supposed to say we need to come all the time. Oh, you know what? I need this place. I'm not a good enough Christian without it. I'm just straight, being straight up with y'all. I mean, I like, I, when I miss a Sunday, I miss a Sunday. Like, I miss it. I need it, okay? Again, I'm not opposed to vacations. Please take vacations. One day I'll get one, okay? <laughs> Guatemala's not a vacation, there's Mobile, all right? I'm getting there, okay? I think we're going to do something in October. I don't know. We'll see, all right? But take a vacation. If you're sick, please stay home. Please stay home, okay? It's like, don't get the rest of us sick because then our attendance is going to keep going down, all right? Um, and if you're out of town because of work or something, I get it, all right? But here's, here's the thing. If it's raining outside, that's not a good excuse not to come to church, 
let's move on. All right, so uh, we, we. Now, this is changing. This is changing. Breaking bread. I used to put invite up there, but we're going to move that to a different section. Breaking bread. This has really been burdening me in the past couple months about how we don't really know each other. We don't know each other. You know how well we know each other? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. That's as well as we know each other. On Wednesday night, we're trying to just, I'm trying to encourage y'all to come to Wednesday night. There's like a really small group of us, like 30 of us, adults. I'm really trying to get y'all to come to Wednesday night because we're like sharing life together. We're sharing prayer requests and praises and all that kind of stuff. And we're doing this in a small like, deal. But we're getting to know some people in here, okay? But you know what? I found out if you sit down with somebody across the dinner table, you get to know a lot about them. And I've told y'all, y'all can go to the quick stop for ice cream. Y'all can make sandwiches and do a picnic in the grass. I don't care what you do, but break bread with somebody. Here's what, and, and I know, and let me just be straight up with this, okay? I, 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 this whole, uh, we're going to break bread. And it seemed like I always had something going on every weekend, never had this. Sunday afternoon, I had this meeting, that meeting, all kind of stuff. We're busy. We're busy. So let me ask this question. If we just made a priority, one person in our church, a couple a lady, a lady and a lady, a man and a man, or come couples together, would it be that much to ask to say, hey, once a month, once a month I'm going to break bread with somebody in my church I've never broke bread with. Is that too much to ask? Okay, <laughs> I guess it is. All right, okay. Once a quarter, okay. What do you want me to do? But, uh, uh, okay, I want to be careful I say this. If you ate out this week, raise your hand. The rest of you all ate at home. That's amazing. You all ate at home the whole entire time. Okay, if you're planning on eating out more than three times this month, raise your hand. Okay, wow, y'all eat at home a lot. Some of y'all are lying to me. Scotty, Scotty, is Mandy, Mandy cooks every single Sunday, every single day for you? Every single, okay. All right, so you have, okay. I don't want to, I'm, I'm looking at Scotty going, I know your life. I mean, there's no way y'all go, okay, hey, it's lunchtime. Here we go, guys. Come on. Okay, kids, get around the table. All right. Oh, it's dinner time. Let's do that. Breakfast. Okay. Let's all, okay. Let's be honest. We, go, we eat out. We eat out. Okay. Oh, this is great. Okay. If you ate at home this month, raise your hand. Okay. All right. If you have a dinner table, raise your hand. Great. Invite somebody to your house. What? What? Invite somebody to my house to come eat with me? Oh my gosh, they go to church with you. <laughs> like you share a whole lot more. Okay, <laughs> never mind. All right. So breaking bread. Breaking bread. We, and this, I know I'm going to, I've got to hold myself accountable to this. I've got to hold myself accountable. By the way, I'm just going to tell you this real quick, and this is, I'm going to encourage you about this, okay? Uh, and I'm doing this with my staff in August. I'm going to say, where you at, guys? Because if our leaders aren't 100% committed to this, it's going to start with us. We're going to be accountable to ourselves, okay? But breaking bread, I'm telling you guys, it's amazing. I, Gavin, Timmy, I mean, like here's, here's a real challenge. Go, like, go to camp with them and, spend, and, and, and be on one side and there's a bathroom in between and there's another one. Like there's a different smell that comes from each room. All right? I'm just saying, not in a bad way. I love y'all, but... But Clint and I are a lot cleaner in our area. But, but uh, I love you. I love you. It's, it's, it's okay. They, yeah, okay, right. Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting the love, okay? All right, we're good. But you get to know them. You get to know them. I know, I know Timmy and Gavin a whole lot better than I really want to know them, okay? But I know them a greater way. You know why? Because I spent some time with them. 
When you spend time with people, you get to know them on a better. Okay? All right, we got to move forward. We got to hurry. Got to hurry. Got to hurry. I know I'm just, just taking a lot of time. It's okay. Grow. How many of y'all want to grow? Say amen. Yeah. Grow. We need to grow. Okay? So we gather, then we grow. What's that? That's, what's the, the um, me? Me, 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 me. Personal Bible reading and prayer. Personal Bible reading and prayer. We've talked about this a little bit, okay? That, that when it comes to your own spiritual growth, primarily when it comes to your spiritual growth, whose responsibility is your spiritual growth? Mine. Not mine like me, pastor. No, mine like you, okay? So you need to be reading the Bible. You need to be praying on your own. That's how you're going to grow, okay? Now, we're going to help you with this, with the we. Discipleship groups. Let me just go ahead and tell you real quick. Life groups is kind of phasing out a little bit, okay? Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to do life groups, but the, our groups are going to be more focused on discipleship, not just hanging out, eating supper, and then asking the questions as quickly as possible so we can get out of here, okay? Discipleship groups. We're going to disciple you. We've got, a, we've got a great thing, Continue, which is a 14-week book discipleship material that we're going through. We've got people being discipled right now. Okay, so in the fall, when, when groups kick off, it's going to be discipleship groups. And then when January comes, our groups are going to look more disciple-ish. Here's the, here's the bad thing, and I messed up on this. Every single person who ever tries a life group for the first time brings their Bible with them. And you know what's sad in life group? Sometimes we never open it. We ask, about the, we ask questions about the message. We share prayer requests and praises. But here's the deal. We're going to start opening our Bibles and discovering what it says to us. Say amen. Okay, so that's the direction we're going. So I'm just letting you know it's coming. So I want everybody, every single person in a group, I need you to do this. Because not only do I want you to be discipled, but I want to equip you so you can disciple somebody else. Let's go. Number four, give. Give. Okay. Now, I don't have the financial numbers today. Okay? I don't have the financial numbers today. I don't have a quarterly report ready for you to go. So I'm not going to get all into the financial numbers. I will give you a financial picture. Our tithes have been down for the summer. Straight up. Now, what, what, we've, we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, uh, the reason why our tithes have been down is because our numbers have been down for the summer. It, when you're not here, you don't give. Some of y'all do. Some of y'all go online and do all that kind of stuff like that. But from the standpoint of, like, like we give, our family gives every single week, whether I'm here or not, okay, we give, all right, so that's the one side, but go to the me, because I want to share something else with y'all, um, when it comes to um, uh, tithes and offerings, they have been lower, I told you about that, now, tithe, tithe the 10% of your income, 10%, okay, and if you want to have a discussion of whether, it, whether it's biblical or not, it's all throughout the whole Old Testament, it's all throughout the New Testament. The New Testament actually takes it further if you want to call it, it's called grace giving, which means if you want to give a good example, look at Acts 2, 41 through 47, when they sold everything they had and gave it to people who had need. So if you say, I'm, an, I'm a New Testament giver, that's great. Just when you get your paycheck, just sign it on the back and hand it to me, Okay? And we'll put it in the offering, okay? I'm not trying to be ugly about that, but, like, if you really want to give me on this whole deal, if you want to sit down with me in my office, we will talk about, because if you say, I don't believe in the tithe, great, that's awesome, I love that. Because if you just believe in the tithe, you're just giving 10%. But because you believe in the New Testament giving, you're giving a whole lot more. All right, but here's the two areas. Here's the two areas where we're really struggling. Now, I'm only talking to the tithers. Only talking to the people that are tithing. Because if you're not tithing, you need to get there. Okay? 
I've told you about $29. I've given you all that kind of information. If you're not there, and here's the thing, either we're going to do it or we're not. And, and from the standpoint, you're either going to get there or you're not. And so if you, if, I, if you were here last time I brought this up, and you're like, I was not given anything, and, I, and you're, I'm like, well, where are you now? I'm not going to ask that, by the way. I have no clue what anybody gives. Zero clue. Zero. I don't count the offer nothing. I have zero clue. But if, but if it's been a, three months, and you're still not giving a dime, here's what you've done. You've chosen not to give. Let's just call it what it is, okay? You're choosing not to do it. Because if you were, if you were now wanting to move that way, you'd been given something. And if you're not there yet, you'd at least get trying to work towards getting more. But that's just reality, okay? But the missions and building offering, usually it averages, I don't have a, I don't have a, anybody have a, a bulletin in front of them? Here we go, I got one right here. Don't worry, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. So, in our, in our missions giving last week, we gave a total of $75 to missions as a church last week. The building fund, we gave $40. Okay, this is not a this is not an arrogant self promotion thing. I give to missions and building every week. So take whatever that number is and think, okay, there's some money that's being put in there every single week, and then see what their numbers are. Okay, but here's why I want to encourage you on this. Okay, uh, how many of y'all were here last week? Raise your hand. Last week you were here. Okay, uh, how many of y'all realized it got a little warm in here? Okay, it got a little warm in here. How y'all appreciate it's a little cooler in here? I am. Okay. Okay. All right, you, that, that, it being a little cooler in here costs us $2,000. Building fund has a little, little under 5000 in it right now. So our building fund is nearly cut in half with one AC repair. Let me help you with this, and I'm not trying to be ugly about this, Roger, but did y'all put these ACs in like, like over time, or when y'all built the building, did you put all the ACs all in one place? One time, okay? So if that one went out, y'all see where I'm going? When are the other ones going to go out? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not speaking it. But, and I'm just, and you're like, well, well, why do we have to use the building fund to, to pay, repair the AC? Because we don't have reserves. When something, if we're going to do anything, I'll tell you what I wanted to do. I wanted to open up the welcome area, the walls, and, and the, the kids' check-in area, and kind of make that to where it's a little bit easier. We don't have to walk down there all kind of stuff. We put a hold on that because we can't afford it right now. I, didn't, I mean, I, got, I have somebody that's like giving me like quotes and stuff in our church. Give me quotes. Well, if we do this, by the way, we we're going to do like, like, the, like David was going to do the painting and so-and-so and so was going to do the electrical, and they were all going to do it free of charge. Remember, it was free of charge. They were going to do that. Um, but we can't do that right now because our building fund has been almost cut in half. So I want you all to know that when you give to building, like, it goes to things. Missions. Missions is, at this point, we don't have a missions budget. So any missionary that comes through, like, like, we had Kika come by, and, and we did give him emissions, a, 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 a but it was based upon, what, based upon what we have in the missions account to be able to give, you know, kind of thing. And so, what, basically, when we give to missions, we give to this missionary, and then we just pray, and whenever, then we give it again. TTI, how many of y'all remember David Nelms? David Nelms. David Nelms. Hey, David Nelms, TTI, okay? The way they, they track it, from the standpoint, it's $300 to plant a church. That's low. $300 to plant a church overseas, okay? And so the next thing we're going to do is we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give $300, but, but on, on that standpoint, from the standpoint of our missions, missions fund, like, we're going to have to wait again to be able to give to missionary again. So, like, how many of y'all, I don't know if y'all would say you would agree with this or not, but I would love it if we had, like, a missionary budget where I could look at, like, somebody like Travis Sharp 
or Kika and say, you know what? Hey, we're making a, I, here's what, I'll tell you this, in Guatemala, they really need partners. And they were saying, hey, we need to, we need to, we need to, when we can call your partner, it's like a five-year commitment. I'm like, dude, I can't even give you a one-year commitment. <laughs> like, but let's, like, I'd love to have a missions budget to where we are specifically putting money towards missionaries and community outreach and all that kind of stuff, okay? Uh, serving on a team, serving on a team. We, serving on a team, that's another way you can give. Uh, serving on a team, first quarter, we had 153 volunteers. Year to date, we have 167. Praise the Lord, we have 14 more volunteers in three months. But here's what's happening, too. We're not being very faithful in our serving. I'm on the team. Yeah, but you don't show up all the time. Um, I, I'm not throwing off on anybody, and I don't want you in any way, shape, or form, because we have some really, really faithful people in that. How many of y'all notice we have no chairs up here anymore? Okay. Now, we're taking the month of July off from the choir. We're going to reevaluate in August. But when you have 25 chairs and five people standing behind them, that, we can't do that. Okay? So, so, so part of the reason why we even have to do this is because, and maybe it's summer, maybe we'll give it from the standpoint of summer, we'll give people a break. But, but, but there's been times where there's been choir practice and one person shows up from the choir. And I'm not, I'm not throwing all, here, but here's what I want to tell you. I want to encourage you about this. Shane, that's happening in your team too, right? Okay, so it's happening in guest service. Matthew, is that happening to you? How many call-outs do you have every single week? Two. Which, is two or three a big deal every single week? Yes, it is, okay? Some of y'all wonder why Matthew doesn't sit in every single service, because usually he's having to fill in in another room. He's not opposed to that, but I would like him to be able to, like, go to different rooms and kind of interact with all the kids instead of just being stuck in the one room because the one person called out. And you usually call out like at 7, 35, 8.55, you know, <laughs> before 9 o'clock, okay? And so, so, you know, just from the standpoint of serving on a team, not just to serve on a team, but serve with faithfulness. Like serve with faithfulness. Okay, last thing, go, 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 go. I'm running out of time, it's okay. Yep, you're helping me, girl, I love it. All right, uh, so go, go. All right, so we, 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 we find grace, we gather together as a church, we grow in our faith, we give, but ultimately we've got to get outside these four walls. Say amen. We've got to get outside these four walls. And so the me, the me is share the gospel slash invite. I moved the invite from, from the we on gathering to the going, okay? Because you really can't invite people to come to church that are already in the building. That'd be kind of weird. All right, so, but notice how we put it on here, okay? Notice how we put it on here. I did not say invite slash share the gospel. I said share the gospel slash invite. When, when, when you find out somebody is not going to church, when you find out they don't know Jesus, you don't start with come to church with me. You start with, let me tell you about Jesus. That's where we start. And here's the thing, if they're, if they're not receptive to it, guess what? Great, well, at least come to church with me. Like, put the invite on the other side. I'm going to encourage you. This is really cool, I think. All right? And we're going to order them in the next two weeks. We are actually going to have all of our invite cards will have a gospel presentation on them. Every single one of them. Okay? And so here's, the, here's what's really cool. When you invite somebody to church and they look and go, what does this mean about heaven or hell? Don't be like, uh, come to my church. They'll tell you when you get there. Okay? <laughs> no, you say, let me walk you through it. Let me talk to you about it. Okay? Um, uh, and we're doing this, and I already told you all this. Every single week, we're going to start talking about accountability, about sharing our story. I, I'm, I mean, i got the commission app right here. 
I'm a, I, I, I've got, hold on a second, I'm putting my little, my prospects in here. This is whenever I talk to somebody about their story, I write it on there. By the way, where are you at? Heather, I've got you on here too, okay? You were up there too. All right. That, that's a different story, but how about, how about, how about, I talked to Jaden from Second Baptist, I talked to Lane from Westside Baptist, I talked to Bo from Westside Baptist, Harley from Westside Baptist, Connor from Hickory Baptist, Ashlyn from First United Methodist St. Augustine, Abby from Georgetown Baptist, Marilyn from Hickory Baptist, Blake from Westside Baptist, Caden from Dumas Baptist, Jacob from Dumas Baptist, and Jake from Dumas Baptist, all of them I talked to them about their story this week. Every single one of my teenagers on my bus, I asked them about Jesus. They're like, well, you're at a Christian camp. You know what? I did it where I was. Okay. Now, I'll tell you this. Let me, let me, let me self-accountability right here. We went to the yard. How many of y'all have been to the yard? How many of y'all even know what the yard is? Okay. It's diabetes in a can. All right. So, um, it's a, it's, it's a milkshake thing. It's a milkshake thing. It's like $14 for a small one. They knew it was my birthday. They upgraded me to the bigger one. I had to bring the, yeah, it was, it was a big deal. Okay. So it's diabetes in a can. So I, I talked to the guy. I talked to the guy, and I said, I said, um, I, I was saying we're at church and all kinds of stuff. And he said, and he said, I'm Catholic. And 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 okay. He told me about his religion. He told me about what church he did, but I never talked to him about Jesus. So self accountability. Here I am in Fairhope, Alabama, and I got a, I got a guy who's who's talking to me about about God stuff, and I never once bring up Jesus. Okay. We got to do better with this. We got to hold each other accountable to this. We got to share a story every single week. We've got to share our story, and we're going to we're going to talk more about that in the coming weeks. Okay, next we we uh, community outreach and mission trips. Um, we are looking at doing a free cookout in Bayleton. We are looking at doing the youth youth concession stand takeover with the Holly Pond Fairview game. Okay, that's the goal. Okay, don't tell them that because then a bunch of people will come. We we'll have to pay a lot more. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's a joke, okay? I, I'm fine. Um, mission trips, I'm going to tell you, like, I've already, ha- I already have five people that have said they want to go back to Guatemala. No, I've, I'm sorry, that not that want to go back to Guatemala. i got five new people that want to go to Guatemala next year. Okay, so we're going, we're going community outreach, mission trips, all that kind of stuff. That's something we got to do. we got to get out there and let people know what's going on. Okay, um, community outreach and mission trips. I, I took way too long, but i got to tell you one more thing, and I'll be done. Um, oh, and by the way, if you want to take any steps, get your Connect card out, you know, mark it, turn it in at the offering box, whatever. If you're ready to go on a mission trip, ready to serve on a team, you know, whatever, do that. But here's what I want to start. Last thing I'll tell you, and I'll be done. Um, I want to apologize to y'all. Okay, I want to apologize to y'all. Um, now, this is not, now I, I, didn't have a, no, I didn't have a moral failure or anything like that. But I'm apologizing to you for my leadership. Because here's what we've done as a church. And, and, I, and I think we had good intentions in it, but I honestly think those good intentions were um, wrong. Because here's what happened. Here's what happened. In the, in the area of, of, of wanting to get you to do these things and, and really engage in the church and engage in what it means to be a Christian, here's what we did. And, in, in, and we didn't do this on purpose, but we really started talking about how this was going to benefit you all the time. You know, you, you, you come to church because it's going to help you. You know, you grow in your faith because it's going to strengthen you. You, you, you. you give because you're going to get more of a blessing from the, you, you know, you go because, man, what God does in you and all this kind of stuff. And here's what happened. You know what happened? Well, here's what we did. In church, here's what we did. We said, you know what? Church is all about me. Church is all about me. 
And we made it so me-centered and focused. When, when we talk to people about serving, what can you give us? What, what's most convenient for you? Where are you passionate? Like, it was all about what are you, 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 you. Here's the problem. It's not about you. Okay? Now let me help you with this. You're going to get benefits from following God. Say amen. You're going to get benefits from following God. But they're byproducts. They're byproducts. The reason why we do any of this stuff is not for, for what I get out of it. I told you all to ignore this. But here's why we do this. All for the glory of God. That's why you do it. Because God wants it for you. And if God wants it for you, then it's a good thing. But here's the deal. Mm. In order to do this, not please, I'm going to tell you this right now. Do not do any of this stuff because the church is asking you to do it. Do not do any of this stuff because I'm asking you to do it. Do not. Do not. That may, that may bite me in the butt, okay, for me to say that. Do not. If you, when you do these things, do them for God. That's who you need to do them for. Do them for God, okay? Because that, that, that's bigger. That's bigger. Because you know what? If I'm doing it for God, no one's going to have to check on me on my church attendance. Nobody's going to have to check on me and see if I'm reading my Bible or not. Nobody's going to have to check on me and see if I'm tithing or giving offering. Nobody's going to have to check on me to see if I'm sharing the gospel and inviting. I'll just do it because I want to please who? God. Now here's where, here's where, and this is important, okay? Because we focus so much, as the church even, on the what, the me's, the we's, the how's, and here's what we forget about. We forget about the why. Why we do what we do. Okay, I don't know about you, but what's and how's don't really motivate me, but why's motivate me a lot. Because when you, you like, Think about it with your kids. Think about it with your kids. You want your kids to do all these things. You want your kids to, you know, to not cuss and not drink and not smoke and, and you know, not cuss and I already said cuss and I don't know, whatever, okay? You don't want them to act stupid or, you know, break curfew or whatever it may be. You want all those things. Is it really because you really want them to be a good rule followers? No, the reason why you do that is because you love them, because you care, and you set these what's and how's in place because you have a greater purpose. And that greater purpose is for them to know, you know what, I want to do everything I can so that you can see the fullness, potential of your life, hopefully to find Christ, that's the main thing. But you want them to be the best they can be and do everything God wants them to be because you love them and you care for them. That's the why. Not all these rules and stuff like that. You know, I'm really being convicted about this because I always tell my kids what they can't do and how they can't do something, but I don't do a good job of telling them why it's important for them to do or not do those things. I'm giving you the reason. There's a why to this. There's a why to this. And here's the deal. Last thing. I said, I know I said, here's the deal a bunch. Okay? We've been asking for personal commitment to accept the responsibility of being a part of this church. But we need more than that. And y'all are gonna think this is crazy because I did not. I did not in any way, shape, or I never influenced what the band, what the band uh, plays. But what was the last song before I got up? What was the name of the song? I surrender all. I surrender all. In order to do this effectively, it doesn't mean more commitment. It doesn't mean try harder. 
it means full surrender. It means full surrender. Because some of y'all, in some of these areas, you are not willing to let go. You are not willing to let go. You do not trust God in some of these areas. You don't. It's just reality. And I've got, res- I've got numbers to prove that. That some of y'all, you know what, I'm just, I just don't, I know God said that in his word, and I know this is important, all kind of stuff, but you know what, I'm just not going to, if you have a caveat to anything you're saying right there, guess what, you're not fully surrendered. And here's what I want, last thing, I love music. How many of y'all love, how many of y'all love songs? Love music. There's a song by Citizen Way. Citizen Way, I'm, I'm killing it on time, it's great, okay? Citizen Way. There is a song that's called, Should Have Been Me. Has anybody ever heard that song, Should Have Been Me? Okay. Okay, it's a good song. I'm going to read the words. I love songs, but I like words. I've read the story. I've seen the movie. I give to charity and tithe my 10%. These I remember, but I so easily forget. All these years, never heard it like this. It should have been me. It should have been us. It should have been there hanging on the cross. All of his shame, all of his scars should have been stains that were never washed. Why do I hide? Why do you try over and over again and again? I guess it just leaves saying, thank God, thank God. It leaves me saying, thank God, thank God, for it should have been. I live a good life. I love a great wife. Our kids are beautiful. We got friends down the street. I'm so thankful. Why do I easily forget that you died for all of this? For this heart you changed. The soul you raised, my God, for taking my place when it should have been me. It should have been us. should have been there hanging on the cross. All of the shame, all of these scars should have been stains that were never washed. Why do I hide? Why do I try over and over again? I guess it just leaves me saying, thank God. It leaves me saying, thank God, thank God for this should have been. Here's why I want you to do what, you, what I'm asking you to do. And this is not me asking you to do it. This is every single one of this. We can sit down in my office this week and I can take verbatim why these are things that are important according to the Bible. But here's the deal. When you look at what he's asking you to do, the sacrifice he's, will, he's asking you to make, okay? Understand when the, sacri- the sacrifice he's asking you to make doesn't even come close to comparing to the sacrifice he made for you. And this is not preacher, oh, he got, he got my emotions and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm being straight up, being completely straight up as much as I can to help us understand when we look at this, we think this is hard, this is difficult, this is suffering, this is sacrifice, this is easy compared to what Christ did. Okay? Everybody stand. Everybody stand.